0: Hey guys, welcome to episode 29 of Tribune Sports Radio. Uh, Before we get started, I just wanted to apologize about the sound on this episode. It gets a little warbly at the beginning, kind of like we are talking in water, but it goes away pretty quickly. I would have edited it down more, but Tony Jones, Chris Camarani, and Matt Piper had so many good takes that I thought it would be better just to ask you to power through the first five or so minutes. After that, it gets a lot better. Once again, thanks for listening. If you can, go to iTunes to rate, review, and subscribe to the show. Per usual, give us a five-star rating and kill us in the comment sections. All right, you've been very patient. Here you go, Tribune Sports Radio. From the pages of the Salt Lake Tribune straight to your earphones, this is Tribune Sports
1: Radio. Please <laughs> up and try.
2: Well, I couldn't shoot. I couldn't defend. Typical Syracuse mentality, right? (laughs) Well, you're right. I always did win. So,
3: (laughs) Gordon has been just—he's—he's been an eye-opening issue. He's been phenomenal.
1: What about what about Rudy? I've been following your tweets. Rudy Gobert. It seems like on a nightly basis, there's something interesting going on with Rudy and Quinn Snyder.
3: Oh man! Yesterday (laughs) it was uh, so Rudy. Rudy misses a defensive rotation. And the Nuggets score. Snyder takes Rudy out of the game, and he gives Rudy this homicidal—he went mad. Dad, look, <laughs> fist clenched in the in, 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 in the little balls, tight little balls. Just gave him the look, and I'm just sitting there like, this is about to pop off up in here. <laughs> hey, I was like, this, this is about to go down right now, and I was just, and I was just like, this is fascinating stuff, and then he screams at him sits him on the bench goes and sits on the bench gets up comes back over screams at him again there it is there it is and then 30 seconds after that vine he puts him back in the game it was just great stuff it was great there I was just like and then Rudy goes out and dominates the second half defensively I mean he Rudy dominated the second half defensively I think that he needs the, to start with Derek. I think that the Jazz should honestly think about starting him at center and start moving Derek, Derek Favors to the power forward and starting him at the power forward, because, with, uh, with some of the personnel that they have on the floor, <coughs> they they're a little defi- defic- deficient defensively.
2: I'm sorry, I I don't understand. <coughs> what does that
3: mean? That's um Tony code for Ennis Cantor. Oh okay, sorry. So, okay. Sorry.
0: What do you think of Trevor Bro- uh, Booker so far?
3: Oh, I think he's 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 serving his purpose. I mean, he's he's um he's been a spark plug off the bench. He's a lot more athletic than I thought he was. I knew he was athletic. I didn't know he was insanely athletic. Mm-hmm. But he's insanely athletic. Problem with Trevor is he's six six and he's you know two forty. You know, and power no, four.
2: I wish
0: I could be two forty.
3: Power four is in the I'll do too. You can get that, uh, man. Power four is in the forty in third grade. <laughs> uh, power four is in the NBA or. You know, especially in the Western Conference, you're 6'10". And Thicker.
2: Yeah. He yeah. needs the heart of Camarani. Is that what you're saying?
3: Well, he has the heart of Camarani. Mm-hmm. There's no question. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know about that. Well, I mean, Dude. I don't know if you Camar- can play Trevor 30 minutes a game. But
0: yeah. what, what always, I'm always yeah. curious about when they say that, like you can't play a guy 30 minutes a game. Is it because he's not going to be efficient during his 30 minutes or he doesn't have the physicality to go 30 it's, minutes?
3: It's because he's 6'6 six, six, and 240 and eventually guys will just start to shoot over him every time. Okay. Like, last night, there was, it was a good matchup for him because he was going against Kenneth Fareed, who's only 6'8". You know, even though Fareed is thicker and, and bigger than him, I mean, it's, it was still a good matchup for him. But when he, you know, Trevor Booker for 30 minutes on the floor against Blake Griffin and Dirk Nowitzki and LaMarcus Aldridge yeah. and Anthony Davis, that's, that's just not going to work. So, so, but you could, could
0: take Trevor, Trevor down to the 24-hour fitness and do those pickup, pick-up games. He could play for four straight hours.
3: Oh, absolutely. You know, I mean, probably be the best player there. Unless you showed up. Yeah.
0: <laughs> no, no, but seriously
3: that's, that's Jeremy always, Evans has played with us before, so I mean it, yeah. it wouldn't be that big a difference. Uh-huh. Did
1: you shoot over him? Huh? Did you shoot over I always make sure I was on his team. Yeah. And I just, <laughs> throw up. just
3: throw the ball up to the rim.
1: So
0: with you, the uh what do uh Hood's back, is that good for the Jazz? Yes. Uh would it, what have you seen see from Hood, you know, as their second draft pick this year?
3: Well he's he's feeling his way. I mean, the injury set him back some, but I mean he's I mean, I know the numbers don't show up, but he's a great shooter. And mm-hmm. um, he's a guy who can score at the rim as well. And he's also pretty athletic. And, you know, he's a guy, he, you know, he's a rookie. Um, um, but, you know, the potential is there, and you see, you see the upside in his game, and you can see what he can eventually become.
1: They, do- need, they need scoring, though, man. They that's do. Why, that's why wouldn't theoretically moving Ennis to the bench be good to boost that second unit? They meant- would, but
3: here's my question. Isn't there about an 80% chance that if you move Ennis to the bench, you lose him for good mentally?
1: Probably. Or is
3: that uh,
0: just builds barnacles up on the whole here, of the
1: ship? Here's my question. Like, I don't know anything about basketball, but it seems like Derek Favors is a very good defensive player. Ennis Cantor is a very good offensive player. So, theoretically, two big guys who kind of counteract one another should work on the court, right?
3: Yeah, except for every team knows how bad – see Ennis is epically bad defensively. Epically so there's bad. there's 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 bad defensive players and then there's Al Jefferson and then there's Ennis Cantor. <laughs> like Ennis Cantor is wow. a worse defensive player than Al Jefferson was. Wow. So okay. and, and, and 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 teams know that and and what they're doing is they're scouting the Jazz and they're like, "Okay, we're not going to run an offense. All we're going to do is we're gonna take Ennis Cantor's man and we're gonna have him set a pick. And we're gonna run pick and roll because he doesn't he do, he he's the worst pick and roll defender in the league. Like that might not be an overstatement. And we're gonna just run our offense through that. And teams are just like that's that's really contributing to why the jazz start so bad in every single game defensively.
1: But there's also you, – you can't just put it on Ennis, right? You need a good guard to help him out in the pick and roll. And obviously Trey right. isn't and, the best. And that's
3: that's also the problem. See, now Trey's not epically bad defensively. He's just bad defensively. So he's he's a couple of steps up. So when you have a bad defensive point guard and an epically bad <laughs> big man – and they're running pick and roll through that point guard and that big man, you're going to score a lot of points.
4: It's bad times, epically bad, right? It's an exponential factor there. <laughs> don't, wait, wait, let I me – I mean It's just a power of I don't mean to
3: rag on any, anybody but Ennis is – I mean, Ennis – everybody knows that Ennis is very talented offensively. He is epically bad defensively. Well, defensively let me ask right you a
4: question, though. I mean, you 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 watch all kinds of games with the, the league pass and all that. It, how many guys go from epically bad – at defending the pick and roll to ever ever being even decent at doing it. I mean, you talked about maybe maybe you screw up Ennis's psyche if you send him to the be- right. bench. But is it even worse? Uh, so, you
3: know who was epically bad at pick and roll defense? Shaquille O'Neal. Like, he was epically bad. Like, it was a running joke around the league. Put Shaquille O'Neal in, in pick and roll and you'll pretty much get any shots you want. But Shaquille O'Neal also averaged 30 points and 14 rebounds a game on the other end. And, you know, you're not going to score on Shaquille. You're not going to get the ball to Shaquille's – you're not going to get the ball to Shaq's man with his back to the basket and he and, and score on him in a, in a clip. See, now here – this is the problem with Ennis. He's terrible at pick-and-roll defense. Sometimes it looks like he doesn't even try. But he's also terrible at position defense. Like, you can post him up and he'll score without, and your, your man, will, his man will score without much resistance. So, and now to be fair, Ennis isn't a power forward, and that's where they're playing him at, and he's just not a power forward, I mean, and I think that was, I think a lot of that was made clear last night when Derek didn't play, and he played center, and he was just so much better at center than he would be, than he was at power forward. So, But I don't think that the Jazz want to sit him because, I mean, as I said, I don't think that they want to lose him. They don't want to lose him mentally, and I don't think they want to lose him as a potential trade piece down the line. Mm -hmm.
0: So uh, So at what point point in time does this become not on Ennis but more on Quinn Snyder for not
1: getting his guy ready to go? I mean, Ennis didn't even play in college. Let's not forget that. I mean, I know this is his third year, but the guy guy went from playing high school to having to sit out an entire year and then coming to a Jazz team where he was the fourth or fifth big man behind Jefferson, Millsap, Favors. And and then even only last year was really his first year where he got some decent time, right?
3: Right. But, I mean, Ty Corbin didn't play him. Right. And he hated Ty Corbin for it. Right. I mean, but Ty Corbin was right. You can't keep him – I mean, if you put him on the floor defensively, you look at what the Jazz are doing defensively right now, and a lot of that – I mean, you hate to single one guy out, but a lot of that is – a big chunk of that is tied to Ennis. So, I mean, it's just like, you know, people have gotten on me on Twitter because they're like, well, you never say anything good about Ennis. I was like, because he does the same thing over and over again, every single game. And me as an analyst, that's all I can say. So I just got him to be like, Ennis got a rebound, progress. <laughs> Ennis made a layup, progress. Yeah,
0: yeah but I kind of went really bad back, bad back bad to my bad point bad, though with this Snyder thing, it's like, you know, uh, to pull from another thing, like uh, Sergio Martinez and uh, Cotto fought, you know, with Freddie Roach training Cotto, he was able to really just go out there and dominate, you know, because he finally got the right trainer in his corner, and not having his uncles and uh, cousins kind of train him on this one. Now he's got Quinn Schneider there, who is a college ranks. Pl- I, mean, I know he's in the NBA now, but he uh, coached in the college ranks for so long. How come they are not working with him, or do they work with him specifically?
3: Well they work with him every day. I mean, but you got to realize that. The mission statement of this year from Dennis Lindsay, the general manager, is we have to play the core five and we have to see what we have. So they're going to play Ennis until the All Star break, for better or for worse. Right now, a month is too too little of a sample size mm-hmm. for them to, 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 to really make changes. And, um, you know, and, 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 Quinn has done things. I mean, there have been games where Ennis has played 12 minutes because of his defense.
0: So, so with, if, if he's going to be part of a trade piece, what team would want a guy that is decent, good offensively, but horrific on the defensive side?
3: A team that needs a guy that can score down there. I don't know what kind of
1: – So many teams would want Ennis Cantor. Uh, you know, well – So many teams would, right? Yeah. I mean, he's so – where he is, where he – I mean – where he is and at what age he is, uh, offensively, is how uh, how much upside he has. I think he, it depends on whether
3: you think that he'll improve on the other side of the ball. That's true. I happen to think that he'll never get substantially better defensively. Yes, that's what I was looking for. All right, I have, I have, a, I have a I have a troll question for Tony here.
4: Uh, so we were talking before we came in here about Jakob Podol and whether or not you know he'll be. Uh, you said maybe like Nick, I take maybe Jacopoldo maybe next. Anyway. Yes. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> Any day. Any day of
3: the week, twice on Sunday, I would take Jacopo. Because you, you, you cannot win in the NBA without playing defense. Jacopo plays defense.
1: But Jacopo plays defense against Alabama A&M. Right. He, he played been, defense I mean, like, against – well, yeah, as, as I said, look San up, his, Diego look up San, Diego okay, San Diego State. Okay,
3: that, but that's he, a small sample that, game. That's a small middle. sample size. He
2: dominated that One game. One game. And and you're already saying – yeah. Uh, He's significantly better than Cantor.
3: Defensively, yes.
2: <laughs> That's based on one game. It's
3: not based on one game. I mean, I've watched well, Jacob. and I mean, you look
1: at where?
2: what he well, – Okay,
1: so you okay know, no, here, here's my here, – No, my, I've
3: watched him against Alabama, A&M, and Ball State, but you look at Tony, what he does. you can play good defense against Alabama. Alabama. I really <laughs> – not That's really. True. Not right now. <laughs> I don't play defense anymore. Didn't I spell that out to you? Here, here's,
1: here's my question, though. If you have Rudy Gobert, who theoretically, if he pans out, would be a, a great defensive center. You have Derek Favors, who has the potential to be a, a really good two-way big man. Doesn't having a guy who can just score, I mean, isn't that in the, part of the equation for a good team, is to have so versatile you, you, big men? You let,
3: you, and you let Ennis play out this season and you see what offers this is one of the options you see what offers he gets on the market and if it's four years 25 million you match it and you say guess what ennis (laughs) you don't have any leverage anymore but But here's your sign to us you're coming off
1: the bench rudy gobert is 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 great ideally but like as you know All it's going to take is for one guy to go at him twice in the first three minutes. And then he he actually
3: played 25 minutes with one foul last night. But I'm
1: saying, but it'll be different when he starts, right? Because people will go at him from the get-go.
3: Yes. And your offense won't run nearly as smoothly. Exactly. Because
1: he's basically just there to,
3: you know. For For those those, those (laughs)
2: listening at home, Chris stuck both hands up in the air in blocking motion. Jazz hands. Definitely jazz hands. Jazz hands.
0: What, so does your uh, 40 wins for the season still hold?
1: Dude, oh, when they were at five and seven, I was like, "It's Tony, <laughs> Tony, Tony a really genius? <laughs>
3: I still think they're going to get to 35 wins.
2: Woo! Yes. And now you're just being silly. I'm not being silly. What? Silly talk. So, so, what talk okay, here's, here's my they're question. They're going to win what, the Easton?
3: next two games. They're going to beat the Raptors tomorrow night. I know the Raptors are the number one team in the Eastern Conference, but they're going to win that game tomorrow night. If you want to ask I'll give you my reasons if you want to ask me why, Would you, would you, you t- hold t- on t- for a second, hold on. Hi baby. We're, we're doing a podcast right now, so this is real. And this is real and this is we're doing it live. Uh, All right, doing yeah, it live.
2: so you tell me how they're going to win their next game. So I'll call you back.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they have to win 30 games. about half an hour.: 30 of their next, what are they 13 40 You're making silly. They're going to win 35 games.
3: So Tony,
0: how are they going to beat <laughs> the Raptors? Huh? How are they going to beat the Raptors? Well, there's
3: no DeMar DeRozan. Okay. And so DeMar DeRozan is one of the two or three best shooting guards in the league right now. And he's out indefinitely with a torn tendon in his groin. That's got to be painful. And, um, <laughs> and secondly, they're playing tonight. They're playing at Sacramento tonight. So tomorrow will be a back-to-back. Back-to-back.
1: The Clippers came in here playing their seventh straight road game. And wax the Jazz, Tony. <laughs> and it
3: was back-to-back. Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> Here's my question. What what needs to change for them to turn things around outside of Ennis defensively? Because They have to, their they bench have to play
3: isn't. with energy for 48 minutes, man. But I they mean, need to
1: score, too, right? I mean, you can't win with Rodney Hood and Dante Exum combining to score. like six
3: there, was, there was a lineup out there, and I tweeted, how did the Jazz score with this lineup? This was the lineup that was out there. It was Dante Exum, mm-hmm. Alec Burks, Joe Ingles. Rudy Gobert and Trevor Booker, and I was just like,
1: oh my "Shoot the l- ball, Joe Oh my Engels.
3: heck! Like, how are they going to score with this team <laughs> on the floor?" And they didn't. They didn't score with that five on the floor. They didn't score once. And it went from a one-point game to like a nine-point game. game.
1: And then from there, and then from there, it ballooned to like twenty-two points.
3: And from there, it ballooned to twenty-two points in about five minutes. And I actually had a friend text me. Who was at the game, and she was like, "You look like you're asleep." <laughs> I was like, "I am not
0: asleep." <laughs>
1: <laughs> the jazz, the jazz. After only watching a few games, it seems like they play better on the road early, early in the year than they do at home.
3: They gotta do something. They at don't home, get blown out. Remember when the really jazz early. were the best team in the league at home, like when they were just virtually unbeatable at elevation.
1: Yeah, they had. They, they had they so had, many good players, yeah. man. Yeah. They had They had every player on that team was in the prime of their career. Yes.
3: Yes. Darren outside
1: of, outside, of, we, outside down. of Wesley Matthews yeah. and Paul Millsap, everyone was at the peak of their career on that
3: team. Darren, Carlos, Mehmet.
1: Andre, maybe not. Andre a little bit on the down yeah. slope. Andre was
3: – he was still – I think he was still at his prime. It was just that he just – He his usage <laughs> was down. <laughs> he was sad. Like, Andre and Ennis are, like, compatible mentally. Like, both of those guys, man. Like, and it's – like, he'll miss – he'll go to the basket, feel like he got fouled, and that'll just – that'll screw him up for the next four possessions
0: Mm -hmm. on both ends. How is it it, – why why is there not, like, a sports psychologist just working this – I don't know. It just seems to me like we got the uh... He's standing right next to us, Ben. Oh well, no. no. <laughs> but what, what I what I what I keep thinking about, it, and I, I'm starting to come back, back to this NS thing about this defence, like is he physically unable or mentally unable to learn how to defend the pick and roll? And if he cannot learn how to do this, is it not Coach Schneider's responsibility to get him to that point? And if that's not the point, if that's what it is, um then what what kind of professional are you if you cannot be trained? Dude. I happen to believe that
3: some, some of Ennis' problems defensively have nothing to do with Ennis. He has exceptionally slow feet and slow reaction time.
1: But they're good on offense. That was my question right. is, how do, you, how do you have such uh, good – Slow to good. Yeah, exactly. Uh, he is, is
3: so skilled offensively. Like, he's got a jump shot. Yeah. He's got back-to-the-basket moves. He's got incredible so if you, footwork.
1: If you combine Ennis and Derek, you would have a really – Oh, if really, you combine
3: Ennis and Derek, you – would you might have Tim Duncan, dude.
0: <laughs> like seriously, that's that's Ennis and Derrick. So, so, at I what point do these the players point? not know, not realize they're not living up to their potential, and why are they not seeking? Every night when we ask the same questions. <laughs> Fair
3: point. point. Why do you come out so slow?
4: Well, and and they may. I mean, you're you're Tony's not necessarily saying. I think that Ennis isn't living up to his potential. I, I think oh, I. Yeah. But I'm just saying, you know, part of it is fans. Fans are fans are always frustrated when a guy can't play defense, right? Yeah, yeah. It's always like, come on, even I can try hard and play defense. But no, you really can't. It, not not at that level. Yeah. And it, I
3: I give you case in point, Rennus. There was, um, and this this is not physical. Twice, Trey Burke sent Ty Lawson baseline, twice, which was part of the scheme sent send up lost in baseline and it steps over, baseline, boom, put your hands up, Ty's trapped, and he has to pass the ball out. Well, twice he's in the baseline, there was no Ennis, and Ty went baseline and was like, oh. Holy crap, there's nobody there. <laughs> and he like laid it, laid it in. And then like as Ty's running up the floor with this like surprised look up his face, like, what the heck just happened there? <laughs> <laughs> Trey Burke is looking at and it's like, yo, what are you doing? The help is supposed to be there. Yeah. And so we asked, and 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 Trey's a good teammate. He's not trying to let lay, lay anybody out the drive, but I knew exactly what he was saying when he said the words. Yeah, a couple of times I sent Ty to the help, but the help was never there. <laughs> <laughs> it just sounded like a nine year old girl was like, Daddy, I wanted I was looking for you, but you weren't there. <laughs> so
0: well, now uh, it's good that we have Matt Piper here because the, uh, we're gonna move it's on. Always good. Always good that Matt Piper here. don't know
2: why he's been on assignment.
0: And uh, on Simon in Colorado. How was the game, Bud? And uh, talks <laughs> to us about the University of Utah uh, taking down the Buffalo. And uh, what's the, the the bowl schedule looking like for the Utes?
4: Uh, Bud game was good. Oh wait, what? The bud uh, game? <laughs> uh, no, it's uh, <laughs> <least> Colorado. Uh, no, it was it was uh, it was a good game. Another close one. That that series for whatever reason always seems to result in a good game, even though uh, you know Whittingham says it's not a rivalry. yet which is, he's right. It's not. It's obviously not uh, much of a rivalry yet. But uh, yeah, it was uh, Utah's offense came to life. It's been a while since their passing game has looked that good. Granted, it's against one of the worst defenses, uh, you know, that exists in, in college football. But in the they, they they did, I mean, there's been times this year where it looked like they, they couldn't complete a pass even if nobody was on the yeah. field. So uh, they, they at least got a big game from, the, their, uh, from Travis Wilson and their receivers, and particularly on a day where their defense wasn't all that great in the first half and they didn't get some kind of uh, crazy Kaelin Clay return or anything like that. Uh, it, it was, uh, you know, for them, uh, big to see that step up. And then the bowl situation is that, uh, you know, I, I think probably the Vegas or the Sun Bowl are the most likely destinations. Um, Let's hope Vegas, man. I, I hope Vegas. You don't want to go to El Paso. Vegas would mean I get to spend Christmas with my family, and it's all about me. Yeah. Yeah. And if Sun Bowl yeah. means you, get to go to Juarez. Stay out of Juarez. Yeah. Stay yeah. out of Juarez. Tell you what, play, players – I think have that too. You know, yeah. they'd like oh, to spend yeah. some time with their family. No, um, but the Sun Bowl will will mean, uh, you know, probably a more interesting opponent for some from for some Ute fans at least.
1: Not uh, Utah State in the Vegas Bowl. Yeah,
4: I think it's gonna be Colorado State in <laughs> the, the Vegas Bowl. But but maybe they maybe they'd bring Utah State if who, it could who be.
1: Who is uh is the Big East? Is that who's with the Sun Bowl? What team is matched up with the, the Pac-12?
3: the ACC. ACC well, the yeah. question would be if you can sell the Utah fan base if they were to go to the Las Vegas Bowl and the opponent is not Utah State. Yeah. If you can sell them
4: interest on playing a Mountain West team. Yeah. So,
1: yeah, I mean it's I It's not Boise. Th-
4: yeah, but see the thing is I think Utah fans are going to be really annoyed at playing a Mountain West team, yeah. but it's still for the Vegas Bowl. It's Utah versus all these other teams, and who else is going to come on 13 days' notice? The selection show is December 7th on okay. Sunday, and the Vegas Bowl is on December 20th. You know, you got this Utah fan base that hasn't been to a bowl for three years. Vegas is not that far away. It's, you're not going to have another fan base travel better no. to Las Vegas than Utah will
1: this year. Maybe even Southern you, California. I mean, think about, like. UNLV. (laughs) Oh, come on. (laughs) Come on. Bobby Hawk's gone. He's going back to Montana to coach Bill Orham's Grizzlies.
0: So, uh, as we were talking at the beginning of the year, we were looking at it. uh, We were talking about a Utah, University of Utah uh, football team that wasn't going to be very good, that they had one of the toughest schedules in NCAA. Uh, There was a lot of questions that uh, you were worried that, you know, between the quarterbacks, who was going to be. It's like if you had to give sort of a report card, of the season, what What would you say, say, Matt? Port cards.
4: Yeah, well, it's weird because, you know, when we were having those conversations, I was thinking, you know, they could be improved and, and, um, you know, still not finish above 500 with that schedule, and it was sort of like you'd have this whole – you'd lay out these conditions, like if Travis Wilson makes this huge step forward, then they could win eight or nine games, or if, you know, they got – uh, really good play from, from, uh, you know, the, the defensive secondary and some of those things haven't happened and they've still won eight games. That's, what's been kind of strange about the season is they, they kind of are what they look like they would be, uh, you know, reasonably they There weren't any kind of like outlandish gains other than maybe, you know, Kaylin clay and Devonte Booker being, being to such a high degree, what they were, were advertised as, um, but they they still just managed to to pull it out in so many close games. Right? And I don't know I don't know that if you played the season over again, they'd have eight wins. They yeah. might have nine or 10. They they might have uh, you know, four. They I think sometimes it's just the the way the ball bounces for you.
1: And their defense was so good. I think a lot of people didn't think the defense would be as good as it has been the last few years, but like that front seven was so good. And I think People really didn't know what Gianni Paul was going to bring to that team. And clearly, you've seen out of the last two weeks what he really did for that team because they, they aren't the same team without him. And granted, in Colorado, you're missing Hunter Dimmick and Paul. Um, and Nate Orchard was banged up for most of the game, too. But they that team is a front seven team. If they can ever figure out how to get things going offensively, I think that's a staple for Utah it's and I easy. think that's going to that's gonna help.
3: Get a new quarterback. <laughs>
2: Well, they tried that. He got hurt.
3: No, 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 no. In the g- new quarterback. Donovan Ison.
1: Tony, they have
3: nine quarterbacks.
4: Well, pick somebody else.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's that's Donovan
4: Ison. Been- I mean to me, like I I there are a lot of people who like to see Donovan Ison but I don't really know where it comes from because he's like the sixth guy on the depth chart. He doesn't get reps from well, anybody. Well, that's because they're redshirting him though. Right. And, no, they, no, and, they no. made, and they made the
3: conscious decision to redshirt it's him.
4: Nothing, it's nothing against him. Right. I'm just saying there's – other than the fact that, that he's big and he throws a great ball yeah, and he's right. a really nice guy, there's no real reason to think <laughs> right. that he's going to make better <laughs> decisions than right. Travis Wilson. But that's what
3: – so that's what the offseason four is for, right? right? Say to Donovan, hey – we're going to give you a chance to either play your way into this or play your way out of it. Like we're not going to even look at your redshirt freshman status. If if you can prove to us over the next, what is it, nine months? If you can prove to us over the next eight, nine months that you're the best guy for the job, then we'll put it out there. And then let the kid either sink or swim.
4: I yeah, just, but then the I'm problem is him. you you got to also tell that to Connor Manning and Brandon Cox and Kendall Thompson and Jason Thompson and, and Travis, Travis Wilson, Wilson and Chase Hansen. Okay, well, Jason I mean,
3: Thompson, we all know he's not a Pac-12 quarterback.
4: Adam Schultz, I forgot. <laughs> Adam, Schultz. <laughs> Adam Schultz, does he still have eligibility left? He's the backup what? quarterback. Oh, yeah, he's a junior this year.
3: That's yeah. like me still having eligibility. How, how, how many years does he get?
4: He started young.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, we know Adam Schultz is not a Pac-12 quarterback, so we can eliminate Thompson and Schultz. So, you're eliminating Kendall Thompson? No, no Jason. Jason. Jason Thompson.
4: Jason. I don't know, though. I mean, I, I know about as much about him as I know about Donovan Ison.
3: Kendall Thompson, the, the, the question with him, I, I personally think that Kendall Thompson can do the job for a whole year. I don't know if he can stay healthy oh, for a whole yeah. year. He'll get hurt. Because – so, Connor Manning, I eliminate him because he's a pro-style pocket quarterback, and you and that's a square peg in this offense. Could be Brandon Cox. Not sure how high on him I am because a he is definitely a dual threat, but he can't throw the ball.
4: Yeah,
1: I might disagree a little bit there. Who can? (sighs) You know what I mean? Like, can he? Is he a worse? Throwing quarterback than Kendall Thompson there's, there's or Travis the thing Wilson? With Co- Cox, Kendall was
4: so dynamic with his feet, though.
1: Right, but Kendall – Cox
4: can really run, too. Cox Cox can run, and he's got nice touch on his passes. He can know, drop it Cox in, is also in the into coverage. Yeah,
1: exactly. So is, so is uh, Kendall. Is he really yeah. that big? Mm-hmm. He's big. How big? I think he's like 6'2", 200 in that yeah. range, right? Yeah, he is. Six Cox? A Cox, little bit yeah. bigger than Kendall. A little bit bigger
4: than
3: it. Kendall's so dynamic. Yeah. It would come down to either – Kendall or, or I think Cox, they, but the yeah. wild card is Chase Hansen.
1: But, but Travis, they're not, here's the thing, man. Travis, the, I the, would
3: tell Travis that he's got a transfer.
1: The, he, that's, <laughs> 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 here's the thing. Here's the thing. I've told this to Matt for the last seven to eight years. Maybe after, let's say after Brian, after Brian. Brian was a great quarterback. You need a quarterback in football. You can have a really good quarterback and average players around him, and you can be a threat in any football game. That's Agreed. The, that's the way football is. Utah hasn't figured it out. And if anything, they're adding more they pieces.
3: Ha- they, have, they have great players and average quarterbacks.
1: Well, exactly.
4: Here's, here's the one thing. I, my one thought about this situation is I there's there's a really good chance that Utah does have that guy somewhere yeah. on their roster. But it's just so hard to figure it out. Because you have limited time with these guys.
3: What would you do with Travis Wilson? Oh, I'm
4: not gonna. I'm not gonna go there. I, what? I, I just went there with Ennis on my beat. You can go there with Travis on your beat. All right. Well, I I will say that I think that to some. To some degree, is, it, it's not even going to matter what the Utah coaches do because I think this is going to sort itself out a little bit over the offseason. It's only natural that, that Travis, I mean, tra- let's face it, Travis has been jerked around this year. This isn't so much analysis. He has as it is not his been fact, jerked
3: around. I do no, disagree wait, wait, wait. with he that.
4: Whether he whether, oh. he, whether it was, de- no, listen, whether it was deserved or not, I'm not saying he was necessarily the best quarterback, but I'm saying in his mind, he's this guy who is the undisputed leader, sophomore captain. You know, he was—he saw himself as on this trajectory to, to right. rank among the better Pac-12 quarterbacks. He has this freaking inter- intracranial artery condition that, right. that, that casts doubt that on got, whether he'll yeah. ever be able to play yeah. football again. He comes back. He gets himself ripped up looking like a, you know, 300 extra. Yep. And, and then he's like, you know, doing everything that he thinks he's capable of doing. And Kendall Thompson comes in. He's got a history with this new coordinator. And all throughout the season, this quarterback battle has gone on. Whether or not that, that was the right thing to do, I, I'm not really going to judge that. But I think in his mind, he's got to think he was jerked around. And if if he's thinking that and he's looking at, at the future, He's got to think maybe I should be looking elsewhere without the Utah coaches even coming to him. No matter what they're saying to him, that's sort of my opinion about that's it. That's
1: going to be the most interesting part of what happens after this bowl game because that's going to be a looming thing because they still don't have a quarterback going into next season. They don't know who the guy is, and they have. Would, would you give guys.
3: Chase Hansen reps right right away?
1: Yeah, but
2: but th- th- then what about
4: Donovan Ison?
3: You know, you got to find.
2: Tell me Donovan Ison. Is the future of the Utes and going to be the greatest quarterback to ever play the game of football? I'm pretty
3: sure those words did not come Tony, out of my mouth. Tony, you
1: know, Tony, you've covered preps in this state. You know how hard it is to come. Chase Hansen a is the
3: most dynamic guy that I've covered.
1: <laughs> okay, but I'm is. saying is, he's but you've seen athletes. quarterbacks come home. It takes a while. It takes a while for any athlete to come. Well, home. Chase
3: comes on Thursday. Okay, I'm just so saying he, that. I'm just, I'm, so I'm just, he has he has ten months to get it right.
1: Right, but he's not going to be getting hit until when? Next September. Right, I'm just saying that it's it's two years, man. You can't understate it's basketball. I feel like is a little different. Basketball, you can pick things up, and on and people don't play football. Well, honestly, missions.
3: I think football. I think basketball is harder.
1: But to I mean, get you, your, you like, can you can play, play. access to play can, basketball. Yeah, exactly. is You a lot can easier play than than twenty-two guys out on the field you, you, with a tackle.
3: honestly, Tyler Hawes is, and, and Tyler Hawes is the only guy that I've seen come back from his mission and look just like he did before he left on his mission. That's the only guy that I've seen right, in seven years Right, but that's true. But, but a, a
1: quarterback here. in football, I think, is different. It's, it's different than coming home and being a defensive end or tight end or what. Like Tyler Halls
3: is the only guy that I've seen. Maybe Kyle Collinsworth. Kyle Collinsworth came back in good shape too. But um, I've seen guys go away on their mission and come back and, like, Jesus, like
0: it's not the same thing. So. Well, we've seen them come back, you know, almost emaciated. Sometimes yeah, buddies have gone to. Well, it depends uh, on Central where you America. go. And then I mean, I've seen guys that come back and they look like, like they've been uh, bellied up at a buffet table. Yeah, exactly. Years, <laughs> it, you know? it just
1: it just depends on on where you go. But I'm just saying that it's gonna be tough. Like I I would think that if you get
3: sent, get sent anywhere in like uh, Japan or China, I think you would come back in pretty good shape because the food that you eat over there is like really good for you.
1: Here's, no. here's my thing going back to the quarterback spot. If you if you think that you have this much talent coming back, if you have Devontae Booker coming back, granted you lose some good players on defense, but are you willing to throw competing to kind of out, maybe in question with a true freshman quarterback? Is Utah ready to do that after their best Pac-12 season? Annu Solomon is playing no, I, for the Pac-12 times. Okay, but s- Annie Solomon Solomon has Rich Rodriguez. I'm just saying that, like, it's – Dave Christensen, I'm not arguing with you. Yeah, no, I know. All
3: I'm saying is Dave Christensen, his pedigree as an OC in Missouri and his pedigree when he was an HC at Wyoming, I mean, he's looked upon as an offensive genius. Now, for some reason, he's come here, and now you fans want to run him out of town. (laughs) So, but, I mean, I'm –
2: But what he did at Missouri, his – Great accomplishments were with the quarterback the, who wasn't was that great. Yeah. It was Chase Daniels. Chase Daniels. They, yeah, they, but they did you great. see
3: Chase wasn't that great because he was five nine. Right, but he could yes. sling the
1: heck out of the and ball, and he didn't run. No, he, he didn't run Yeah, at he was. all. I mean, but they had Jeremy Macklin. They had they so yeah, they many did. good <laughs> players. I mean, like to <laughs> oh, yeah, be honest, yeah, I'm like, just going to throw it up to you, Jeremy. Go ahead,
3: catch I, that number nineteen. I'm just saying that
1: Utah, Utah still doesn't have an identity offensively, whether they like to say they do or not, because clearly they were supposed to be the spread offense, and they have they go to Devontae Booker in the third game, and now he turns out to be one of the best running backs in the league, and that's their strength now. So what
4: is what is your identity next year? What is that's what I'm saying? They what is the it. offensive identity? That's what I'm Are you they going pro style? Right. Yeah. But, well, I mean, and you look at that line, too. They're, yeah. they're still a huge offensive right. line. They trim down a little bit. Okay, but. but
3: a lot of the things that we look at with Utah next year, you look at everything that they got returning, every group that they have returning. The only group that you have returning that you're worried about is wide receiver.
1: Correct? Oh, and yeah, yeah. Okay. You, you lose Nate, but outside of that, all those other guys are coming Oh, back, no, right?
3: no, no. That D-line is set. No, I know. They got pros on that D-line. You lose Nate – but Hunter Demick, Hunter Demick is a pro. D- Peter T is a pro. Jason Fonica is a pro.
4: Maybe safety. I mean, yeah, I was you say don't know if Kevin Carter is going to be 100% row, and then, then behind him you have the freshman. If yeah. Kevin
3: Carter is 100%, he's a pro.
4: Yeah, he's, he's a great player.
3: And and that cornerback, that, that group is set. Yep, they're going to they be really got, good. Yeah. That linebacker group, that yeah. group is set. I mean that defense is straight. That special teams is straight. That wide, O-line, wide receiver. Wide receiver
1: o- is the biggest. You're right. Wide receiver's
3: gotta be the biggest. Yep. You got one group to worry about, and you gotta get one guy that can throw it. And you gotta get one guy that can just steer the ship.
1: But and that's this the, is
3: that is a ten win top fifteen, top ten type team next year. If they can figure it out.
1: That but, guy's
4: hard to find. Like they Utah yeah. wanted anu Sol- solomon they wanted marcus Mariota. they wanted these guys <laughs> well it was good to, okay well now anu solomon i thought i knew that they were they were in it to the
3: end with him yeah okay now marcus Mariota. that was a pipe dream yeah no but
4: i'm they saying they, the they, point they're, is they're though like they have guys. these nine or eight quarterbacks or whatever but they to be fair there's a good chance they had taken any of these guys like these redshirt freshmen who are killing it over those guys
3: if they take taken solomon would he be an honor of Solomon?
1: That's a good
4: point. I, That's That's a deep question. I, because you I, have – I mean, sort of think he
1: would. I because they'd have to play did.
3: him over Travis Wilson. Yeah. I mean, uh, God but, forbid.
1: But they but they don't have – Utah doesn't have the wideouts. I mean – like, going into the season – They did have the wide out. Drez, Drez is a great wide receiver. Kalen Clay turned out to be a great wide receiver. Kenneth Scott has struggled this year. I'm just saying that so it's – So, if you got two dynamic guys,
3: right. and they stay healthy, and you got Anu Solomon slinging the ball all over the field. But
1: he's not like – he he's good – like, when I watch Anu Solomon, I think that's what maybe Utah should should have used Kendall as. Roll him out, get, get him good throws, that kind of thing. Anu Solomon isn't a great – Pocket quarterback. I mean, he's he's at his best when he's on the run.
3: He can throw the ball.
1: He can throw the ball. I'm just saying that. But I mean, that's that's how they went to. He Oregon can make the throws. People. I think
4: I think he. My thought is I think he'd be playing, but I I do wonder if he'd be allowed to take the chances that he takes. Yeah.
3: Yeah. They they probably dumb the playbook down. I mean, Rich Rod put him out there with a full playbook. From good, from day right, one. Right. From day one, and that's credit to Rich Rod, yeah. and that's how you develop these guys. Like you don't put the reins on him. I mean, if, if there's one stinging criticism that I have of Dave Christensen is that the fact that he just, like, he, he dumbed down the playbook for Travis so much this season like
1: and, and you can make the argument that last year they opened it up for him and Travis struggled a but lot he threw 16 exactly. interceptions. That's, that's what I'm saying. So that's, no, that's what I'm a, saying. So it's like you, where you have to you have ground? to you have to pick with do you want to go safe? Do you want to go safe and but, go with a guy but, who can who knows the personnel or do you go with what Tony said and go with upside and maybe struggle a little bit? Right.
3: But the ground you're is this. But, you're right. but the ground is this. Here's the ground. Here's what I think. I think my criticism of Travis is that he threw 16 interceptions before Dave Christensen was even thought of. Okay? So you can't put Travis's inadequacies on Dave Christensen's. And I hate it when people try to do that because I don't think it's right. I don't think it's fair to, for Dave Christensen. But now that being said, I don't agree with Dave Christensen. If you put the guy out there, don't tie two hands behind his back while he's playing.
2: Yeah, I I, I agree that you can't, you can't put. Travis's struggles last year on Dave Christensen. you can't do that. But what, the, what, but his interception total that does call into question his ability to make t- quick decisions when he's under pressure, right? And when you have that an entire season where that was a real issue for Travis, I think that you keep that in mind when you're talking about what plays you're going to call and that's right. why you go like Chris is saying a little bit more conservative. Because you
1: question his ability to And that's what they did this year, and it works. And, and it worked and it worked. And it, and it worked it because
3: they had an all-time great defense. And the all-time great special teams. Ninety yeah. percent of the time, that is not going to work, work in the Pac-12. Right. So you, go an you anomal- got to score points. It's an, an anomaly Chavis, year. Don't lose this for us.
1: Don't lose it. It's an anomaly we, year. We
3: can- is that how you want to play? Because I mean, you're, you're. If
2: it results in wins and you go to bowl games, absolutely. You
3: but Kevin, I'm, your ceiling is gonna, eight
1: and four. Yeah, I don't think it's going to work next your year. Your
3: ceiling is eight and four. You got to find a guy that you can go out there. If 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 this Utah team. Can find a way to score 28 points a game next season, four touchdowns.
4: They will win 10 to 11 games. Well, they they average more than that this year, but, but they're, they're getting you some know, help from defense and special teams, though. Did they average more yeah. than that? <laughs> See, okay, then that's my fault. I've been
2: my nose has been stuck Jones, in the chat. <laughs> it and it didn't happen.
1: No, it's he's. What did they average he, this year?
2: Uh, I, it's close to 30.
1: He's right though. I mean. But, but this year was an anomaly.
2: Were Idaho State 59 were against Fresno State? Okay,
3: that's what I was saying. 28 in the Pac-12, 30
4: point team.
3: 28 in the Pac-12. If they can average, if they can average 28 points a game in the Pac-12 conference next year,
1: they can win they're, 10 they're, games, I mean, man. Let, let's let's look. They at this can be up. a. They can let's, be a.
3: They can be a top 10 team next year.
1: Let's look at this. They go to UCLA. They score 30 points and win. They go to Oregon State. They score 29 points. They win. They. Beat USC twenty four twenty one, that's gonna be a shootout in the future. Arizona State, they lose nineteen to sixteen. That's gonna be a shootout in the future. Right. Or um sorry, Stanford twenty seventeen, probably the same thing. Overtime. Maybe not. Maybe not. Yeah. Overtime. Colorado, 38-34. Obviously Oregon and Arizona are the two kind of outliers of the season where they where they got run out of town. But just saying that I'm with I'm with you. I think you have to there's gonna come a point where like Matt said earlier. The, the offense is going to have to win you a game. Yeah. And it, they, won, they, won, they won themselves a game against the worst team in the conference.
2: But, but Devontae Booker was the guy who, who you leaned on offensively to win those games. Yeah. And he did. I mean, he, there were games that they won because of Devontae Booker. That's the offense. That, he was the offense, and that's how you also took the pressure off Travis Wilson to not. Let, to let me
3: ask a question. Had Kendall Thompson not blown out his knee against Oregon, how many points would they have scored that game?
4: That's an interesting question. I mean, because I, they were
3: going up and down the field. No. Or, or, I mean, it's too serious. It's too serious. And they were they, they went up and down. They the field. went up
4: the field. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, they did go up and down the yeah, field yeah. because Kalen dropped the ball and then yeah. Oregon picked it. And all yeah. right. too soon. No. But, <laughs> they, I mean, but they they, they, they have two
3: possessions that they just they just sliced through them, yeah. and then it was the first time this year. That it looked like we were seeing Dave Christensen's yeah, offense it from it Missouri. Did.
4: Yeah. It did look like that.
1: Yeah.
3: And and they 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 had to, I, I know they had to kill Chris, Dave, when yeah. when Kendall went out because it was just like.
1: But it, but look but think about this Tony, and we've talked about this already. Travis's first pass of the game is the best pass he's thrown all season to Kaelin, possibly career. No, I'm serious. That Galen. was a great possibly throw. He. You you'd be hard pressed to find a a, a better long but pass. But you
3: can't. That's what I was just about to say. You cannot accuse Travis Wilson of not being able to throw the right. deep ball. Right. That is the one thing that he has always been able to do. He has always been able to go play action, yeah. drop back, and just let let that thing go. True. That that Whether pass it that he the, threw
2: to his receiver or the other team <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
4: should have had a game winner uh, against Washington. I State. was just yeah. about to
3: say that that pass that he threw yeah. to, 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 to the to to Drez. Uh, against Washington State, I mean that was a great throw, and that was on the money, and it was in between double coverage, and Dres dropped it.
1: I mean, it's it's hard looking back on the season to think that Utah had bad breaks because they didn't. I mean, they they earned games. They won three overtime games, two double overtime games, but that's not you sustainable. Don't, if you Washington. no, I know, I'm just saying. But can you think about if they don't lay an egg against Washington State? That's nine wins. Theoretically, they played better against Arizona State they if they if this team could have won 10 games that's that is insane i'm just saying i'm just saying it's still an anomaly but the the fact that this team could have won 10 games this year and then pro- would have been playing for a Pac-12 championship that's just crazy and that's
3: why you got to be i mean this team has next year is going to have nfl talent all over the field
1: all over the defense and special teams all over that <laughs> offensive line too yeah.
3: I mean, uh, CJ. C- 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 P- How do I pronounce it? Patasi. CJ Patasi. I mean, he is a he is an NFL left tackle. I mean, those guys. They, they, he's got guys. They they've got a lot of talent, man. They just gotta they find. Play- he might be they an NFL some... guard, but he's an NFL player. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. That you're right. I mean, that defense is gonna be stacked. And maybe everyone's everyone. I think the everyone. offense adjusts. is going to be stacked. I think I, the offense. Not, a, I don't think at white out. You're losing Clay Drez and Kenneth Scott and Wesley Tonga. You're going to have a lot of new faces. Yeah, Clay's to be well, Harrison
3: loss. Hanley, Harrison Hanley should be ready to step in for Wesley, for Wesley right, Tonga. Right, but
1: but like Matt said, Kalen Clay turned out to be the best offensive player outside of Devonte Booker this year. Definitely the most. I didn't know
4: Kaylin, Kaylin. was a one for one. Yeah,
3: <laughs>
1: they, they try hard. They thought maybe he <laughs> they
4: get him an extra year, yeah. but. I, I don't think that's going to happen.
3: You know when you're a one-for-one, one, when a guy's a one-for-one, one, you know he's dynamic because yeah. coaches ain't taking one-for-ones unless he's yeah. <laughs> unless he's dynamic, period.
2: So what does this season do then for Whittingham? I mean, because going in, obviously <laughs> there were all the questions of, hey, that either put up or shut up. How many years does this get him? Because, you know, you, Tony, you've said there's so much talent. All of us have said there's a lot of talent that's going to be coming back next they year. They've recruited. Except – there are the questions of quarterback. So, I mean I think I think everyone would agree that Kyle will be, He'll back, be back. But how many years do you give him? Mm-hmm. Uh, the the, the bigger the, question
3: is whether Kalani Sataki yeah. will be back.
2: That's the bigger question. I, I well, yeah, I mean th- that's part of it, it because you know you, you look at this season and you say, yeah, all right, 8 and 4 is all right. You know, we, it looks like we finally have Made the progress that we were looking for in the Pac-12. We've won on the road. We've beaten some of the big teams, but you can also say, well, you know, a couple of those games, it could have gone the other way too. You know, Chris, you're saying they could have been 10 and 2, and well, they been, could been they could have been five, they been seven, they could have been six and six, yeah, yeah. 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 right. You're right. And, oh, I'm and just I, saying. I think in football, especially, if you win one or two of those games right at the end, yeah, course games, helps and you. you make that drive, you gain that confidence, you and yeah. you learn how to do it, and I think that that helped them. Down the road, and that's yeah. how they beat Stan. I, I think it helped them against a team like Stanford that they knew that they could do it because they'd done it before. But there's also those questions. So, uh, how long uh, do you say? All right, Kyle. Hey, you are our guy. The next six years, you know, it, uh, or do you say you've started to answer these questions, but there's still some out there. We'll give you three. I, mm. I, I don't know. I don't I, think.
4: I, I don't. I, yeah. I don't think you can sign a coach for. for, three, yeah. for 3 It'll be at
1: least five. Yeah. And but and here's the other thing is, uh, I mean, if Kyle's a free agent and there's openings, does Kyle say, m- maybe it's time to look elsewhere? I mean, I know people have put him and Matt Wells on a Nebraska list. I don't really see that happening. But I'm just saying that, <sighs> if if it was Kyle's, Kyle's time to go, if I Kyle would
3: leaves, he's got to go for something monstrous. That's that's is, at is Nebraska at, at this point, no. Mm-hmm. Florida's
1: monstrous. They're not going to hire be? another Utah guy. No.
2: Although, he did okay with the last one. Didn't no, I know.
1: I know. I'm just saying that. Yeah. Kyle ain't Urban. I, I don't I – I think Kyle I stays. I, I mean, I, I, a he's, he's, a, he's a Utah I guy. I, I think, think, I think Urban is
3: stays. not so good as a human being. I think he's as good a college football coach as I've ever seen.
1: I think Kyle stays. I, he's a Utah guy. Yeah. I think if he would have – if I think if we wanted to leave – he would have went to Tennessee in 2009.
4: I could also see the NFL being maybe yeah. a, a draw for, for – yeah. Not as obviously as a, as a head as coordinator, a, but right. maybe as a coordinator or something. Yeah. 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 Could see that. I
1: think, I mean, you're right, though. I'm with Tony. As Kalani Satake the biggest question mark. And
2: – Is there
1: any chance he comes back?
2: Well, if – Well, I, I, mean, don't, I don't know anything about that. I'm just
1: saying that, like, here's the thing with Kalani Sataki and I know this is totally just me going crazy fan, but – If BYU wants a new coach, and if the fan base wants a new coach, they have one in Utah's defensive coordinator. Well, no,
3: no, you got to look at Matt Wells. If Matt Wells moves on, man, if I'm Scott Barnes, my
4: (laughs) – Kalani! Yeah, no, you're right. I'm just saying that – Who's called? Yeah. I I, when he expressed interest two years ago when when, when it came open. I'm just saying that
1: if if there is no other head coach out there that could fit what BYU wants more than Kalani Satake. Kenny Amantololo coaches at Navy, but they're not. He's not going to bring the triple option to BYU. I'm just saying Kalani yeah. Sataki played there. BYU BYU clearly has its ceiling with Bronco.
3: I don't see Bronco leaving though.
1: No, you're right. I I'm just saying. It, I'm yeah. just saying if yeah, that's that's. Uh,
3: and 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 to me BYU, oh god, I'm, oh god.
1: Go there, Tony.
3: Until BYU joins the, the Big Twelve, I mean, I'm not sure how great a job it is as them being an independent.
2: There has yeah, been some
4: question of what they pay. There, there's, yeah. there's sort of scuttlebutt yeah. that they don't pay very well. So there's that, too.
3: I, I just, as an independent, I mean, I know their schedule's great next year and their schedule's great down the line, but you you're, you, don't have an invitation at the, at the dinner table. Um, recruiting is difficult. I mean, yeah. you know, these kids, I mean, if I'm a football player, I want to go somewhere where I have a chance to make an all-conference team. Yeah. Right,
2: yeah,
3: and I can't make an all-conference team, being being a, playing a, playing an independent schedule, and I don't want to play Savannah State in November,
2: right, or Middle and
3: Tennessee thirty, State. and I don't want to play at Middle Tennessee State.
4: And They're just not putting a ton of guys in the NFL. They can't point to their their recent history and say that they've, yeah. they've produced well, a know, lot of
3: NFL Kyle, players. Well, you know, Kyle made the league, and and Ziggy made the league, yeah. and you know, but
1: those are outside of that. Before, I mean Austin Collies; those are the guys that were before that. But when I first before.
3: got here, they were putting guys in the league, and that, and that stopped around 2011,
0: 2012. All right,
1: guys, uh, great.
3: I
0: com- <laughs> would well, wrap this up right now. We're coming up on the hour mark. <laughs> Thanks for listening to uh, Tribune Sports Radio. Uh, do us a favor: go to iTunes, rate, comment, and subscribe to the show. Uh, we've got Matt Piper. What's your Twitter handle, bud? Matthew underscore Piper. Chris Kamrani, uh, is it at it. Trib Tone,
3: T Jones? T Jones, S L Trip. At T Jones, S L Trip.
0: Follow Tony; he's great online. K Winmo. My name is Ben Raskin. For Tribune Sports Radio, this is Ben Raskin. Our weekly podcast is recorded every Tuesday. Subscribe to the show on iTunes at Trib Sports Radio. And while you're there, please rate the show and give us some comments to help improve the podcast. All of our reporters' work can be found at sltrib.com. Please follow us on Twitter at Trib Sports Radio. Tweet us questions, and the fellows will be happy to answer them. Or if you feel like writing an email, send it to Tribune Sports Radio, all one word, at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. Hey guys, uh, welcome to episode 29 of Tribune Sports Radio. Uh, Before we get started, shall I?